technology is evolving. And I feel that gamers now are very lucky because the blueprint is really set. You know, they have all these things in place for them to grow bigger, is whether they want to or not. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Bobol Kosong Club podcast. It's been a minute. Uh, I was quite busy with freelance and work. Lah, so didn't really have time to make the edit. It's quite a long stretch. It's I think about three weeks now from the previous episode. Uh, probably even longer by the time I upload it, which is what you're hearing right now. Uh, yeah, so it's episode eight now. And the guest we have today is Firhan, also known as Extreme. He was a FIFA pro gamer back before like pro gaming was an actual thing lah, in the way that we understand it now, I guess, in 2021. Back then when he told me he was a gamer or like he was getting paid to play games, it was pretty hard to wrap my head around back then. Not in the same way that it is now, lah, right? Like, okay, you play, you play esports, you get paid, there's, there's teams. Uh, <laughs> and I'm showing how out of depth I am with this topic. Lah. So listening back to the podcast as I was editing it, right? It kind of made me realize that his experiences and the stuff he was going through, it is pretty much what influencers are today. So it's very interesting, lah, like the kind of connections that you draw from his stories and how he talks about it. And him really being kind of like a nobody. He's just this kid from Singapore, not really a big name or anything of the sort, but the experiences he gets to have, right, purely because he's good at playing FIFA, it's kind of amazing. Lah. And it also highlighted to me how much I don't know about people who I thought were close to me and their lives and the stuff they go through. It was kind of like a very endless game, endless shadow type situation, right, where you've always been living your life with you at the center of it, uh, going through it. Uh, and you have peripheral ideas of what other people are going through. Yeah, they talk to you and all that, but you don't really get the depth of it. Up until like years later, when you sit down, you kind of have like a retrospective about it. Uh. So it was a pretty good episode. I think for me as a friend, so I felt like I learned a lot more about him and the experience that he had as a pro gamer back when pro gaming wasn't uh, as lucrative as it is now. Uh. Yeah, so hope you enjoyed the episode. As usual, show notes on bubalkosong.club. And sit back, relax, enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Kosong Club podcast. Today we have, or tonight lah, we got Firhan, uh, also known as Extreme Tree, <laughs> uh, in the FIFA gaming scene. So Firhan is a world champion. Uh, is that right? World champion, right? Uh, not really world champion well, but one of the top few in the world. Okay, he was he was a world champion yeah. for a period of time, uh, and then he has remained an elite FIFA player for the majority of your. 
career lah, right? When you were player, probably see half of my life. Okay, how old are you I, now? Like, like I'm, I'm 32. Uh huh. So yeah. 15. Since you were 15. Um, 14. 14. 14. Shit, that was that early. Yeah. yeah oh it yeah, was it was that early. early. When we were in secondary school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was that early. Damn. Okay. Okay, so Firhan has a storied career in esports and gaming itself, being one of the pioneers in the scene back when it first kicked off. And this was like 2003. I think uh, it was 2004, 2005. Mm, yeah, mm, yeah mm. when I first started. Uh, in the gaming scene in Singapore, I would probably say I'm the second generation, because the first generation, mm. uh, the seniors, well, I think they started in early 2000, late 1990s. But of course, back then, you know, PC gaming wasn't really big yet. Yeah, it was just like World of Warcraft. Anyway, it was just everyone, it was like Warcraft 3, probably Counter Strike. Starcraft was the main game back then. And the old Quake, Painkiller. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a very, very fast-paced game. What, who's the biggest country that does esports back then? Back, back then? then, it has, I think it's probably Korea. Is yeah, it? When you, Starcraft, uh? Well, yeah, when, when, when you mention Korea, anything gaming related is just StarCraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So any shooting games, then it will belong to US. Mm. So I'm sure for those old school gamers, you probably heard of Fatality. I think we used to have creative products, which is what's called Fatality. Oh wait, Fatality was a gaming yes, crew? Yes, yes, so he started before me in early... Oh, it's, one, it's just one guy? Early 2000, yes, yes. Fatality was a person? <coughs> yes, Fatality is a solo gamer. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. did not know that Yeah <laughs> so What the fuck dude And for a solo gamer He actually did so well back then Yeah Yeah. Holy shit yeah. And to be Sponsored by Creative When Creative first started mm. Is something Something really really huge Yeah and back then Creative was like One of the biggest uh, Companies right That was doing like Peripherals, right? Yeah, I think at that point of time, you know, they, I think Creative got popular because of the sound card. Yes, the Sound Blaster, to yeah. be specific. So, yeah. Creative is a Singaporean company, in yeah. case you all didn't know. <laughs> it's born and bred in Singapore. Yeah. The office was, I think, in the West. Jurong or some shit, right? Yeah, Jurong. Yeah. Yeah. Then, I think after that, they started coming out with, you know, when MP3 players first mm. came out, I think they have the Nomad or something. Or yeah, they were the biggest players, man. For yeah. a period of time, like a Singaporean yeah. company. This was before Razer, so Razer could only become Razer because we had creative. Yep, and I remember the space for MP3 player was so small. I think it was only like, what, 128 MB yeah. back then. And MB, then, yeah. that was the generation after this man. Yeah, it, it was... This man, the Walkmans and all that. And no, I think after this man, it was MD. I think the small. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was yeah. cool though. Yeah. That was cool. Like the form factor was super fucking... I had one. <laughs> it was so cool. But you, it's so hard to get the tapes, like the CDs yeah. for it. Yeah. And you had to have a software to just like burn it onto the, yep. the MD player. But yeah, you're right. So And then it became uh, the MP3 player, which is a leap in technology, right? Yeah. Yeah, then so back then when second school when we had MP3 players, we were considered cool kids. Uh, more often than not, you see our MP3 players missing uh, because there will be people who are like listening to it, time, right? like going into classes, trying to steal things. Yeah, dude, but actually, so back then also there was a culture of sharing your MP3 player just to know what songs you had on yours. So yes. like I would borrow, I would go to my friends, I borrow their MP3 player, listen to it, yep. and then like pass it back to the class. <laughs> Shit man, throwback, <laughs> throwbacks yeah. yeah. And then after that, everybody started putting their MP3s into their phones. Mm-hmm. 
was the death of MP3 players like, I feel. The iPod lah uh, 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 iPod. Yeah, iPod Yeah, iPod came Did out Did the iPod first. come out earlier than the iPhone? Uh, yes, I think iPod came out first then And then the iPhone Came the, I think iPod touch Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, was it, it came iPhone, out, yeah. came out earlier, yeah Because they, when, when, the, when they were doing the keynote for iPhone They were saying it's a iPod It's a computer And it's a phone Yep Three in one into yeah. iPhone. Fun fact: Firhan was one of the first few people in the entire country to get the iPhone. Wow, you remember that? I remember because it, oh, wow. it felt like magic, dude. Yeah. Like you and you weren't even showing it off. You're like, yeah, call the iPhone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in 2007 uh, mm. when I went to the states because back then they only had it in the states. Yeah. yeah. It was like some weird version. Like yeah. it wasn't the international version. It was the yeah. states version, right? Yep. Because they didn't have that phone back in uh, the for the rest of the world, so I had to I can't remember the term what they use it. So I had to bring it back to Singapore. We had to use some spoof SIM mm. card to make it think that oh, it's a US SIM card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I remember this so well. The stupid fish icon wallpaper, <laughs> yeah. right? The yep. clownfish. Yeah. Slide to unlock was amazing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I remember your first iPhone also was like it's, it was quite limited in what it could do. Yep. Right, like okay, it's interesting. Okay, you could you could swipe on the screen and all that stuff, but in terms of functionality, it didn't really trump the other phone. Yeah. Uh, because, but we were kids also. Yep. Right, so we didn't really explore like Safari or like yeah, true. Like we didn't need to use all this other stuff. Yeah. Uh. damn. Wow, dude. Okay, yeah. So about the gaming career, how you even got the iPhone? <coughs> how do you even have enough money as like a freaking so, like secondary school kid? I think uh most people will probably uh, are curious you know, how I actually got started uh, with gaming. So I think since I was a kid, uh, I used to play FIFA a lot uh, with my brother and my dad. Uh, I think I started when I was four years old. Uh, so we used to play on the old Sega, you know, where you had to blow the cartridge. Mm. Yeah, so uh, at that Sega point in time, yeah, at, at the point in time, Singapore was still in, in the game. Mm. Uh, so I started playing there then. In 1999, my brother, my elder brother, uh, actually uh, bought a PC mm. and he actually bought uh, FIFA. Mm. So that was FIFA 99. And from there, you know, I started playing. You know, I, at that point of time, I only played with him. Uh. I think mm. at that point of time, playing online was kind of hard. Because yeah. back then we had dial-up connections. Correct. Know, it's close to impossible. You get yeah. a phone call, you're disconnected really. Yeah, yeah. So it was really tough. So... I kept playing throughout all the way until 2004. So this was from primary school all the way until secondary school. Mm. So I think 2004, I think towards the end of the year, I think that was just before Christmas period, I think November, December period. Uh, so my dad was browsing through the papers at home. Then he saw you know, this article or this advertisement. You know, which says, hey, there's a FIFA competition. So you know, he asked me, you know, I've been playing so much. Why don't I just try my luck and join? Yeah. And at that point of time, the first prize was a CPU. Seriously? Yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> CPU. I mean, when I signed up, you know, I had no expectation to win. Uh, so I was yeah. like, okay, you know, just join. And uh, also, uh, I was quite shy back then. Uh, I think if you remember me from second school, I, I don't really talk much. Yeah, you're a really chronic, in, chronic yeah, talk kid. Uh. I don't really interact much. Uh, so, you know, I was quite shy to go alone. I was scared. I didn't know what to expect. So, uh, one of our close friends, uh, Razif, 
who's also uh, episode one. Yep, he's in <laughs> the guest on episode one. Guys, should you should should check it out. So he actually accompanied me. Ah, uh, it's a two day event. So he actually accompanied me. Ah, uh, to Science Center. I remember the venue was at Science Center. So when I went there, you know, ah, uh, the first day I think I lost my first game, you know, but I managed to qualify, ah, uh, for the knockout rounds, which was on the second day. Mm-hmm. And then the second day came, you know, ah, uh, Razif, ah, uh, came late. <laughs> so usual. I was all alone. So I like, oh no. I'm doing this all by myself, you yeah. know, like, uh, what am I supposed to do? Well, you know, but I think Razif sent me a text, you know, saying, oh, just, just play for fun, just, just do your best. Uh. Mm. So I actually won the event. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know how to react because after I won the entire event, you know, the players were like, hey, you know, you actually beat the Singapore number one and the Singapore number two player. I'm like, whoa, really? And you were just this fucking kid yeah. from Bordeaux. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess... Everything falls in place, you know, because uh, I would say it's destiny and also fate. Uh, because before the event, uh, one day before the event, well, I actually played online. Uh, back then, I think we had mm. proper faster in, in yeah. internet speed. Broadband, broadband. Yeah. We called it broadband, yeah, right? Broadband. Yeah. <laughs> so I played online. So I actually met this Malaysian uh, FIFA player. Uh, I told him, <coughs> uh, you know, that hey, I'm taking part in a competition. You know, like, uh, can I train with you? Yeah. So he said sure, lah. So he. I think he spent a couple of hours playing with me. Oh, he highlighted what I should do better. At that point of time, I had no idea who he is. Mm. And then after I won the competition, no, I got back home. No, I was so happy. I saw him online. I shared with him. Me, I won. Yeah. Uh, so that was when he started, you know, uh, intru- uh, started to introduce to me the world of gaming. Okay. So at that point of Professionally time, Professionally, right? Yes. Okay. So apparently, he is actually the Malaysian champion. Okay, but I had no idea. Uh, at that point of time, I didn't know anything about esports. Mm. So he started, you know, to tell me more about other competitions. At that point of time, I think the very big competition back then was called the World Cyber Games. Yeah, WCG. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. So I think for all those old school gamers, you probably heard of WCG. For those uh, younger people, you probably need to Google about it. But yeah. basically, it's like the Olympic uh, games for esports. So back have, then, yeah, yeah, back then, they yeah. have different multiple games. They have Counter Strike, they have FIFA, they have Warcraft and Starcraft and and so on. So, uh, he shared with me more about this event. Uh, then, uh, I was quite interested, lah. Uh, he said that since I really managed to beat a few of the Singapore top players, why not just train up, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, f- for it. And he also had a Malaysian team, yeah. So he decided to take me in and train me, uh, for that one year. This is the esports version of Fanyamat. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So this was all from a period of, uh, late two thousand four all the way until because WCG is every year in around September. I think this is in September. For so for that one year, oh, I yeah. actually trained. Oh, I I played with Malaysian players. So in a way, this guy, uh, his name is Nigel. Uh, he's actually my mentor. Hmm. Uh. So he trained me, you know. He shared with me a lot of things along the way. Then eventually WCG came. Uh, so how WCG works is we have the Singapore qualifiers first. Yeah. So you have to win the qualifiers and become the national champion. Yeah. Before you represent your country in the the international stage, where yeah. you have to represent Singapore against sixty over other countries. Yeah. So uh, I got second 
for that uh, and apparently that year the grand finals was held in Singapore so mm. basically we had additional slots so normally by right only the champion will get the slot so the host country gets a second uh, additional slot so I okay. was really lucky so for FIFA they had two slots yeah Um. so I managed to represent Singapore at, at that age I think that was well, when I was 15 and I think my parents were really worried because that was the year I was doing my end levels as well yeah <coughs> yeah so uh, it was really hard to manage because you know how parents are you know, when it comes to gaming you yeah. know, they will think hey there's no future correct which I mean there wasn't like, back then yeah. it was really hard to yep. to see it how it is right now yep. yeah. so you know I actually represented Singapore you know uh, then the grand finals came uh, towards just after my end levels uh, it was around November period uh, I didn't really do very well mm-hmm. so I got into the group stage Okay. Uh, I almost made it out into the knockout, you know. But I, you know, it was a good experience for me. You yeah, know? your first ever. It was like my first global. ever seeing so many international people competing yeah. against them. Like I did not have this expectation when I first started. Like, like, yeah. I think one year ago, I was just a casual FIFA player who was correct. Who went to science center yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after that, uh, you know, uh, after the grand finals ended, uh, my mentor Nigel, you know, he actually said. Uh, you know, uh, just keep playing because this thing is ongoing every year. So you, mm. it's okay. You can train hard uh, for the following year and yeah. the year after. Uh, but unfortunately, in two thousand six, uh, uh, when you all graduated, uh, because these guys, you know, they were doing O levels. Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I had to do N levels. Yeah. So two thousand six was my O levels. So. Uh, my dad at that point of time he was very strict with me you know when it comes to studies you know at least you know make it out you know like yeah. at least pass my O levels correct correct yeah so I had to focus uh, in 2006 you no know, I never really trained much I didn't really mm. play much so my dad forced me to to, to study mm-hmm. uh, so 2006 was probably the year where I took a very short break mm-hmm. so 2007 came so I managed to enroll myself into poly Mm. Uh, but 2007 was also the year where my career changed okay. so much uh, so uh, WCG came again uh, this time I wanted to avenge my defeat in 2005 uh-huh. so I met the same guy uh-huh. who beat me in 2005 so I was so happy that I won so I went to Seattle mm-hmm. uh, for the grand finals uh, that's where I think I got top 16 Damn. Yeah. Uh, then I came back to Singapore. Uh, and then they announced this uh, so-called gaming league where it's called the Championship Gaming Series. So in short, we call it CGS. Oh yeah. Okay, I remember this. I remember yeah. this. Yeah. So CGS follows the concept of uh, American sports, like American football. Yeah. So where you have to draft teams. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, you have to attend all these trials mm. and then there's a GM for everything so in US they had like eight teams so in Asia in Singapore they had one team so I had uh, I went to attend the trial so I did well so at the end of the day whether I get selected or not it's up to the general manager whether he wants to choose me for the Singapore team yes right? yes so eventually uh, I got selected so uh, I represented that and we were under contract uh, with this uh, championship gaming series uh, it's a US company uh. mm-hmm. so it's it's a huge company, you know, it was sponsored by DirecTV, which is a huge uh, local broadcaster in in US. Yeah. So, the whole concept of gaming actually changed, you know, when this company came in. 
Yeah. You know, uh, they started combining all the games into one. So, for example, uh, I'm playing FIFA as a first game. So, FIFA, I score three goals. So, I get three points for my team. Oh, yep. okay, Then the next game it. will be Dead or Alive, which is a fighting game. Yeah. So, for Dead or Alive, the maximum points you can get is five points. Okay. Because you have to win five rounds. Yeah. Yeah. So if my teammates win all five rounds, so basically you are guaranteed yes. five points for team. So five yeah. plus three points earlier, we are guaranteed eight points for team. So in total, there are five different games. Yeah. Yeah. The other uh, two Need games. Need for speed, right? Was uh, it? it was Project Gotham Racing, mm-hmm. and the other one was Counter Strike. Uh, the other one was also Dead or Alive, but it was for the female. Okay, like female. Female category. Okay. Yeah. Female players, not female char- like game yeah. characters, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, how you decide the winning team is based on the final point tally. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, when we got selected for the Singapore team, we had to battle it out in the Asian Championship. Yeah. So, uh, we had to compete against teams like Australia, Malaysia, China, Korea, mm. uh, Dubai. Don't ask me why Dubai is considered under uh, Asian region. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, you know, we came out there. Uh, we came out of that tournament being the champion Damn. and we actually shocked the entire world like, because I think people the players from Europe and US the bigger names work, right yeah much, they were expecting you know names. when it comes to gaming it's going to be Korea and China you yeah. know? <clears throat> but the two teams which qualified for the world championships were actually Australia and Singapore damn yeah. okay yeah. so I think uh, because of that we were offered professional contracts okay uh, and you were 16 at this point Seven, 16, yeah, 17 16 yeah, I think 16, 17 yeah. so at that point of time, I was the youngest professional gamer in the world. Yeah, what the yeah. fuck? So I was signed to a contract. Uh, we were getting huge salary. I think we Wait, were contract to who? Um, to the company, Championship Gaming Series, which ah, is managed okay. f- uh, from the US side. Okay, okay, yeah. salaries, salaries. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think uh, at that age, you know, when I first received a contract, I'm like, oh, here we go, our salary, like you're getting like. Five to six thousand USD per month. Holy fuck! Yeah, I mean, as a stupid kid who plays yeah, FIFA. I mean, at, at that age, I'm like, oh man, what am I gonna do with this money? I, I don't think I'm even earning that much now as an adult. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm nowhere close, dude. What the fuck? So it was it was really a lot of money at that point of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot of money now still. And I think we lived the superstar life, you know, when we attended the World Championships in LA. So I think we were in, uh, we had to fly to LA. We, we, we stayed there for, for quite a while. Mm. Uh, I think remember because you sent me off as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it was a good experience in LA. Unfortunately, we didn't win the World Championships, you know, but it was a good experience because it's the first ever gaming event where it was broadcast live on mm. TV. So okay. whenever, we, whenever, whenever we play our matches, yeah. You, know, you had live cameras, you had cameras all, you know, facing towards you. Then you have the MC yeah. who's going to in- interview you after your game. So all this... Like were, a legit sport. Yeah. Like, yeah. And we have our own makeup artist. Damn. We have someone, you know, we had to do shoots. We had yeah. to do interviews before the whole event so that, yeah. you know, they can play it in, in the background before Correct. our matches. Yeah. Correct. So it was, we really felt like... Uh, Superstars, superstar. uh, yeah. Then we had our own fans. So when we exit the airport, you know, people were like, "Hey, these are professional gamers." Even, I think everybody remembered back then. It was quite tough for us to enter the US because of Correct. the whole uh, te- terrorism. Yeah, nine eleven. Yeah. Yep. So you know, like even the immigration officers were like, "Hey, I'm here for for gaming." You know, they were like, "Wow, you know, gaming." You know, uh, apparently they know about it because it's being broadcast on on TV as well. Ah. Yeah. 
so they were actually quite impressed, you know, to to see all this going on. Even for us players, you know, um, was really an eye opener. Uh, we learned so much there, and I think the most memorable thing is meeting all these international players. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, win lose uh, is part and parcel of, of gaming. You know? yeah. But I guess uh, the biggest memories, the biggest takeaway, uh, is making friends with all of these people who you would have never met. Yep, yep. I mean, they come from all over the world, from Mexico, from Argentina, from Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, and and all over Europe. And until today, you know, we still do keep in touch. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, that is that is what happened in 2007. So this continued all the way until 2008. Uh, same thing. We had to go through the same process again. We had to battle out in the Asian Championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, attend the the World Championships. And in case uh, people wonder why Shad actually called me the World Champion, because in that tournament mm-hmm. we had an individual World Championship event. Yeah, uh, solo, so solo. That was where I got third. Uh huh. Yeah, so in that competition, I actually got third in the world. Uh. Damn, for yeah. FIFA. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Shit, and man. The world championship, the prize pool at that point of time it was one million dollars. Uh, and, and back shit. then it was really huge. Yeah. Uh, so I think Singapore came in fifth, if I'm not wrong. Oh my six or god. Fifth, yeah. So I think we got back quite some money. So as much as people were quite impressed with our salary, yeah. this doesn't include. The payment from price money. So that's that's like like, <coughs> like whatever you win in competitions is yours to keep, right? Yes, it's o- outside the salary. Yeah, and then if you were to do interviews, you know, like you know, definitely uh, we are getting paid a sum of money. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we we get to keep lah. Uh, but I guess it happened to me at such a young age. You know, um, I guess maybe I can say God is fair. Hmm. Uh, I thought I could have used the money for a lot of things, you know, but unfortunately, at that point of time, my dad. Uh, he was jobless mm. I think for a good one One and a half years So I mm. had to support um, The family yeah. The family To pay for the Housing bills Because my mom uh, Has been a housewife All her life mm. So my dad uh, Is the only one working So I had no choice But to support yeah. uh, the, uh, the entire family I mean you were being A responsible son uh. Yep So <coughs> It was Quite difficult at first Because you know You have teammates You know who like in LA, anybody who's been to LA, you know, they will tend to split over there shopping. Yeah. You know, in Venice. Yeah. Uh, uh, they call it Promenade Street. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not wrong, yeah, they have lots of shopping areas there, and which is cheap. Mm. Yeah. So, I got a little bit jealous back then, you know, because yeah, I, of course, I, uh, I couldn't envy, spend as yeah. much. So I guess the most expensive thing I spent was probably the iPhone just to reward myself. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well earned though, well earned. Yeah, well earned. So, uh, that was what happened for a good two years, and then came the economic crisis in late two thousand eight. The Lehman Brothers. Yes, uh, yeah. yes, yes. So that affected uh the gaming industry a lot. So because yeah. of that, the company that we were contracted to uh, yeah. from US uh, actually went bust. Okay. So basically, we lost our contracts, we lost our jobs, our salaries were all gone. Yeah, so just we, like that. Yeah. Just like that. So we were left hanging, you know, we were like, oh no, like, what are we going to do now? Because uh? yeah. we are so used to that superstar life. Correct. Uh, we flew to so many countries uh, just to compete, just for training. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would say I'm quite blessed like, you know, to travel to countries like Sweden, Korea so many times. I'm sure you remember I went to Korea so many times. Too many times. Yeah. <laughs> Too many times in fact. So just to compete, you know. <clears throat> then when the economic crisis happened, we were quite lost. 
so it was six months of struggle and then came uh, I didn't know what to do I didn't belong to any team back then mm-hmm. so uh, before the company went bust uh, so my teammates uh, were it consists of the uh, these five CS players mm-hmm. so these five CS players actually belong to a professional CS team previously mm-hmm. uh, they are called team titans uh, you were you met most of them mm-hmm. uh, back then so i think uh, the leader of that team uh, his name is called scott uh, prasad so he saw how i performed since 2005 all the way and he saw your, how your gaming career yeah la. he saw my gaming career how i have grown mm. oh, and along the way you know like uh, he still helped me out mm. uh, probably he saw potential in me mm-hmm. and He didn't took me into his team back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he just wanted to see how how I manage myself. Mm. So I think after the CGS went bust, uh, he actually uh, formed back Team Titans, mm-hmm. and that was where he decided to have a different game for Team Titans because back then Team Titans were actually quite famous for Counter Strike. Mm-hmm. So they decided to open the Dead or Alive division. Mm-hmm. They decided to open FIFA division and Warcraft three division. Yeah. Yeah, so he Prasad actually you know uh, approached me and told me to play for Team Titans and yeah I gladly uh, accepted uh, because I think he was that one guy whom I really look up to because he really motivated me you know to really do well mm-hmm. whenever I'm feeling down uh, he will be there you know to spur me on mm-hmm. you know, to make sure I'm always at the highest level uh. yeah. I mean no doubt you know uh, because I think. Uh, I'm the only Muslim yeah. there, you know. So of course, you know there will be jokes. You know, we tend to disturb yeah. each other. And he's the only Indian there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. <coughs> most of the gamers in Singapore are, are actually Chinese people. Of course. Yeah. So, uh, was actually good. Uh, he actually took me in. Then uh, came WCG in 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point of time, I was really down as well. Uh, I broke up. Uh, I ended my relationship. Uh, because apparently the whole company went bust. I no longer earn a huge you, amount you of money. You couldn't support the lifestyle, lah. Uh. Yeah, the girl also chabot, lah. <laughs> she was part of the contract, lah. Yeah. She was part of the contract. You got a girlfriend from yeah. the contract, so so contract I lost ended. everything, lah. <laughs> in a way. <laughs> yeah, so I think it was Prasad and uh, all of my friends, you guys as well, you know, um, who actually uh, supported me throughout. Uh, So I managed to win WCG again in mm. 2008, and then I went on. What do you mean by win? Which place? Which place? Ah, uh, I got first place. So that's the for, world for, champion. No, that, that was for the national championship. Okay. Yeah. So then after that, I went to Germany again. Uh-huh. Uh huh. that was where I got into the knockout stage. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh that was in late 2008. Yeah. So I never really were won any world championship. Like I said the highest okay. is third, but to you is considered a it's world. It's a world champion, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah because Man, world champion. Third I in understand the world. why because it's really hard to become a world champion. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to become neighborhood champion. <laughs> 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 you know what competition there is like far, block champion is so hard already, sir. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, and then came 2009, uh, no, and 2008, uh, you know where. After I got back from Germany, you know, um, I actually felt ill. Mm. Uh, so I had sat back. Uh, so I actually discovered that I had a hole in my lungs. Yeah. And I had to go for major 
operation. Yeah. So I knew that was I had to take a break from gaming or that that was what I thought lah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I had I had to be I was out for a few months. Had to went for major op. Um, and the best part was I was in hospital for two weeks. Oh, you guys came and visit me. I still remember how you guys made fun of me. <laughs> it was ridiculous <laughs> lah. <Yeah. laughs> you know, honestly, it was. Uh, there was this like a uh, pain meter, pain uh pain chart. And we were looking at it. So it's we it's a piece of paper. To blow it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a piece of device on his bedside that had emojis on it. So all the emojis were like in in ascending order of pain. Yeah. So it was one smiling, one like looking normal. Then like the third or fourth one was like, what well, the face like pure pain ah. So we're like, what the fuck is this nonsense? It's apparently to test like the strength of his lungs ah. Yeah. <laughs> Whether he could blow into it. So I guess I think for those who are in the medical industry, you know, after a major lung operation, your lungs will be compressed. Mm. Yeah. So it was very hard for me to even take deep breath. Yeah. So when I tried to blow into that tube, you know, everybody like, was like laughing at me. It was uh, the nurse was yeah. there. Was good. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I had difficulty. Then we have uh, people like Hadi, who's one of our close friends, uh, who actually decided to blow in, in into the tube and it was like. Eh, ni senang je Exactly Like all of us were like What's this easy shit like, How can you not be able to do this Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I had, I had difficulty At that point of time you know, But uh, I uh, Was discharged After Two and a half weeks Because I had some complications mm. in, in between uh, I had a relapse I won't go so much into details for, for that you know. So what happened was Well let me just say Let me just cut you off first uh, actually, like as I got older, so it's quite traumatic to go through such a like yeah. thing in your youth, you know, because yep. you really were a kid. Yep. You're just like seventeen, yeah. eighteen, seventeen, which is crazy, la. Like, I remember you were actually thinking about like this could be it, la. Like, yep. like my life, like there's no tomorrow for me. Yep. yep. So at that point in time, when I was younger, so I didn't, it didn't really register in me. Uh. Yep. And only now, when you're telling me the story, that I realize like, fuck. Yeah. It, I can I can't even imagine dude. Yeah, like, so it, how it, it was felt. it was really screwed up. Uh, it was really painful, you know, to experience the the pain, you know, the the sharp pain, you know. But I guess as friends, you know, we were very lucky because we have a very close friend called Afik, mm. you know, who's actually he's who, also a nurse. Who at that point in time he was studying oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. nursing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So whenever we felt sick, you know, we were he's the go to man. We're like hey, Afik, aku dah segini gini ah. Like I don't feel well ah. What's wrong with me? Uh? You know, yeah. then we, we, Actually, that's we, true. We, we can't ask him for advice. Yeah, then for diagnosis. Like, for yeah. diagnosis. Then he was like, uh, I think you should just go to the doctor uh, <laughs> and just ask, force the doctor to do a scan on you. And, mm. and, and true enough, it was because of him that I detected this in me. Ah. Uh, so initially, the doctor didn't want to do a scan. Yeah. You know, like how... Doc- What's the chances? Uh, right? Yeah. What's the chances? Then... Uh, the pain kept on coming back So Afik scolded me You know like Just go to the power clinic Tell the doctor You want you want to do an x-ray Yeah Yeah. So I did that <coughs> And yeah They actually detected something And I was sent to A&E uh. so, Immediately right Wasn't yeah. it Yeah yep. So Afik actually saved my life la, In a way Because yeah. if this prolonged I would have actually I, I would have actually died yeah. yeah And like a hole in the lungs Was like I can't remember what was it Like you can't the fact that you're even alive for that long yeah. was and, and, and a bit it was of funny a, yeah. because I was traveling so much back then. Correct, air pressure yeah. and all that, right? Yeah. So, ah. this was the funny part. After the operation, two weeks after the operation, I was told not to fly. 
Oh, you still fucking flew, ah? <laughs> so, uh, Vietnam had an exhibition. Uh, they had some events, so they actually called me up. Uh, to they flew me down to Vietnam to do an exhibition match with the Vietnamese champion. It's just a show match, you know. They yeah. paid me. They paid for my my air tickets and everything. hotel and all that, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, why not? <laughs> you know, I just flew. So doctor said no, <clears throat> but I'm like, I don't care. You know, I'm just gonna go to Vietnam. Young lah, young and like yeah. wanna do your own shit, right? Yep. Uh, so I felt pretty okay in the flight, I guess. Um, I had some discomfort at the start, mm. you know, but I I did not declare anything. I was just playing with my life back then, <clears throat> and then I came back to Singapore. Two weeks later, I flew back to Korea. Mm. This was really hard because in Korea we had a tournament. Uh, the tournament was held at one of the ski resorts mm. and when you talk about ski resorts it's up in a mountain yeah. and knowing that yeah, I just thin, went yeah. for surgery so it was really tough and this was during winter period so I had difficulty breathing there so yeah. but to me like hey you know this is once in a lifetime opportunity just go there experience like when <sighs> can I ever imagine myself gaming in a, a top of a mountain yeah. in the winter with yep. a hole in your lung yep. <laughs> yeah yeah then Actually, I forgot to touch on one thing. You know, before the whole operation thing, I actually won the biggest. I would consider it the biggest win of my career. Okay. <clears throat> so, they had this thing called the Hyundai Championships. Okay. Uh, this was played on FIFA Online too. Mm. <clears throat> uh, so I, as usual, I won the Singapore qualifiers. Uh, so I represented Singapore again. The grand finals was in Busan. This was the ASEAN Championship. Mm. So back then, uh, the the grand prize for that event is actually a Hyundai car. Damn. Yeah. Uh, so I was competing <coughs> against top uh, Korean FIFA players. Yeah. And when it comes to FIFA online, Koreans are they're super there good. La. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. they're the Brazil of uh, yeah. esports. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are really, really good. Uh, so it was very, very unique for me because that was the first event held by the beach okay. in Busan. Okay. Yeah, uh, and I guess it didn't help much because it was raining when I was competing. So la. Yeah, pointless lah. So la. <laughs> so, so it was wet and the event was at night and I was cold. Yeah, <clears throat> but I had no choice. I still had to compete. You know, so I, I got through all the way. Uh-huh. Uh, I met a Korean guy, uh, in the semifinals. I think for those in the FIFA industry, uh, in the FIFA scene back then, uh, they would probably understand that to beat a Korean FIFA player in Korea is like a, some like yeah, it's the hardest thing you can ever do. Damn. So okay. I managed to do it. I think the scoreline was three two. I scored a last minute goal Ooh. in the semi finals. Yeah. So I went into the finals. And yeah. I remember that guy actually cried. I mean that's how much it means to him, lah. Actually, yeah. As a Korean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And like esports was like the national. Yeah, it was sport, a national right? thing back in Korea. You know, like even the crowd is this. Even though it was raining, you know. Yeah. Like you had like senior citizens coming down to watch yeah. the entire thing. I mean, definitely you you get uh, teenagers. Yeah, yeah. Spike. I was quite surprised to see all these senior citizens who attended the event. Correct. And the event was so big that they actually called K-pop superstars. Oh yeah, down. I remember you mentioning this. Yeah, yes. so I think at that point of time, I had no idea. So SNSD was there. At that point of time, I had no idea who <laughs> S- SNSD to, to, were. To perform for you, like for the gamers. Yes, <laughs> yes. So they were on stage. I was backstage with this group of Korean girls. Like, hey, you know, like, of course, we all know back then SNSD were like so hot. Yeah. And then they had another popular uh, girl group. It was called Brown Eyed Girls. Or oh some, yeah, some, I actually liked some of their like songs. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it didn't come across my mind that right? they were international superstars. Yeah. At that point, I think K-pop wasn't that big, but Hasn't they were pop- growing. Yeah, has, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So I'm like, oh man, I I only found out your huge superstars after I go back to Singapore and I I regretted because never I did take not, photo, never. I did not take talk, any pictures yeah. with them. To me, they just like, oh, I thought they just like some local like local performance, yeah, yeah. Lo- local performance. But damn, damn, they were huge superstars, uh. Dude, I not only that. I remember when you went to Korea and like you had fans. Yeah. Like which to me was such an insane concept yeah. because it's like a, how do you even watch these guys' games? Yeah. Uh, how do you even know about you? And you're just yeah. this Malay kid from Singapore. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it was because of CGS, you know, which exposed us as well. And this yeah. Hyundai event also, because this Hyundai event was on live TV as well. Uh, in uh, Korea, in Korea. Yeah, in, okay. in, in, in Korea. So it was on their national TV. Uh, so in the finals, I actually met another Korean guy. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I lost, so I didn't, I didn't win the car, you know, but I got 10,000 USD. Okay, uh, yeah. you got a motorbike, uh. <laughs> yeah. you got a toy you know, car, uh, you got a toy car. But I put up a good fight and uh-huh. the next thing I know, you know, I was quite disappointed but at the same time I'm happy, you know, because I'm like, you know, I come so far yeah. Yeah, to win so much and this is like my biggest tournament. Yeah. Uh, and then I went back to the hotel, then the next day, you know, normally after tournament you have your R&R time. Yes, to lay and yeah, like catch so, up and shit. So right? you walk around. So, that was in Busan. So when I went back to Seoul the next day, uh, you have to do some shopping, you know, yeah. sightseeing. I remember walking uh, into one of their famous shopping malls. It's at, it's at Dongdae Moon. For those who've been to Korea, you will probably know it's a clothing market. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was quite surprised that a couple of the uh, shop owners actually recognized me from TV. Seriously? Yeah, even though they, they couldn't speak English, they were like, you... Pro gamer, you pro gamer. <laughs> <laughs> and they all wanted to take a picture with me. Yeah. You know, and they like, you know, asking me, come buy my clothes. I give you discount, discount. <laughs> Damn. And you know, from there, I started walking the streets. I took the subway, you know, like people recognize me. Okay, and like it's so weird that right now there's a elderly couple in Korea who has a photo of Firhan. Like they're just chilling there, right? they want to like back up yeah. their phone. They're like, hey, who's this Malay guy I took a photo yeah, I mean, with? It was really funny, but I guess news spread. Mm. Um, you know, after the operation, I went to Vietnam. Mm. So, in my mind, you know, like, I'm just going to Vietnam to do an exhibition match. Yeah. But I had no idea after that whole event ended, there yeah. were a group of fans waiting outside the hall, uh-huh. waiting for me to sign. Are you to fucking give serious? Or, or autograph. And I was speechless and I was looking at the organizer. Um, Am I seeing things or am I dreaming? Are they waiting for the Vietnamese champion or? Yeah. I said, no, they are all waiting for you. So I'm like, Wait, okay. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, so they were, it was a really long queue. Um, both guys and girls. Uh-huh. Um, so I remember uh, I had to sign on someone's soft toy. Uh, okay. So I'm like thinking, how am I going to sign yeah. my autograph on a soft toy? Uh, so I think it was a Care Bear. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was a pink colored Care Bear. So I'm like, Okay, I'm sign, signing off my ID on the KBS Tummy Extreme. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Extreme 3, right? Yeah. A... And the girl cried. Oh my god, yeah, Phil, like, what the heck? I'm like, oh, what's going on? This is the superstar life. What's bro. going on, dude? Then we went to Korea, you know, there were some of the. When I went back to Korea again for yeah. the event at the ski resort, of course, there were fans who kept asking for autographs. So it was a good experience. So I actually had the experience as a star, yeah, uh, a gaming star. Um, of course, if you were to ask me what was the worst experience of being a star, it's like, I think when we went to China, uh-huh. 
Uh, because sometimes uh, the gaming arena is quite cold. Okay. Because <coughs> it's an aircon environment. So in yeah. China, they have a gaming stadium. Okay. So we were competing there. And it's normal, you know, for humans, for gamers to wanting to rush to the toilet. Yeah. You know, to, to pee. Boy, we wish we didn't even went out <laughs> to go to the toilet because the crowd were there waiting for us. Okay. So when you want to run to the toilet, you get all the fans outside. Mo- like just mobbing you. Yeah, right? they're mobbing you. They're like trying to pull you. So you have like young girls or young guys. What the fuck? They're like trying to pull your hands. Oh, but I'm like, uh, I'm trying to pee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so Holy shit. But at the same time, you know, you also can't be rude to them. Of course, like, yeah. yeah. So... You know, after going through all this, you know, I actually understand how superstars feel. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, they don't really have their own privacy. Yeah. To do their own things. So sometimes yeah. you just want a peace of mind. You know, like certain things are. We all know there are some celebrities out there who smokes. Yeah. You know. But they can't smoke because yeah, yeah. they can't smoke because somebody will just snap a picture like, hey, this why is this yeah. he, uh, he or she is smoking? Yeah. So I can understand their their frustration. You know and. This is where sometimes mental health comes into play. Yeah, yeah they will feel stressed up. Did you have? Do you feel any of that? Uh, at that point of time, no. Um, because I was really lucky because I had people like Prasad with me. I had friends. Oh, like to to talk you through it, right? Like okay, yeah. this is what to expect. Yeah, uh, there's gonna be fans. They're gonna do this. Yes, yes. Uh, that's true. Having a manager, yeah. manager in that yeah, sense. Yeah, we had right? a manager. We had a PR manager. Um, so it was a whole. Oh yeah, the one thing I was so upset with you when I found out like. Okay, <laughs> this was back then, uh, and you were a terrible speaker back then. Yeah. You had a fucking PR manager, but you didn't improve your public speaking at yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were all like, if you have a PR manager, you go for training, why can't you just complete the sentence? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Young and innocent. Yeah, it was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. I. I, I w- yeah, I was a nerd back then. Yeah. I think people, especially some of my colleagues now, uh, they don't really uh, think that I was a nerd back then. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, only you guys know because you guys... We saw that part of yeah, your life. You la. saw me rise. You saw my rise and fall yes. as a gamer. You know, the struggles I, I, I went through. Yeah, yeah. So after 2009, you know, after that whole Korea event, mm-hmm. uh, NS came. Uh, NS came, then I had no choice, you know... Uh, but to join Army uh, yeah. Army uh, uh, There's no No escaping You know Yeah it's like uh, You can't run Unless you're Joseph schooling And, and you, you run for a while Yeah <laughs> um, And it was tough Also for me Because You know Having a luxury life A superstar life Then suddenly yes. Going into NS Where Correct. you're controlled It's like a hard stop uh, Yes like, yeah. So I had trouble adapting uh, In national service For a good three months you know, But I was very lucky Because I actually shared, you know, about my career as a gamer to my OC back then. I was based in, in Tekong anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was understanding, you know, but he can't possibly help me out, you know, yeah. unless I prove myself, you know, like to be a good worker. Yes. You know, whatever he asked me to do, I would do it. Lah. Yeah. Uh, so eventually, you know, he saw me doing it and then he actually started to give me a, a little bit more freedom mm. because it's hard for me to actually stop gaming completely. Correct, correct. Yeah. It's but all I, you knew at that point yes, in time. Yes, yes. So I, even though my OC actually gave me the freedom, you know, to still game, you know, to go back home and train. Yeah. <coughs> but it's different. Yeah. Because you still have to travel, like, training for two hours is different compared to training the entire day. Of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, back then before NS, you know, like, I, had, I can play online the whole day. 
Like I had friends Like you guys come to my house Yeah and we, we came to train yeah. Like train Like watch you train also yep. Like we didn't interrupt your day Or whatever yeah. yeah Like even though you guys Come to my house it's, We were spending time together But you guys We played together We formed our league You know it, yeah. it, it also helps me So basically I don't lose touch Yeah So like you're saying uh, Being familiar With the With the With the sport itself Like you're mm-hmm. not You're never You're never away from it Was very important Yes, yes. Okay. And also to maintain our Reaction. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I think NS pass. Uh, eventually, you know, as you get older, your reaction tends to be slower. Yes, yes. And then, uh, this was the hardest period because um, I struggled to accept the fact that my reaction was getting slower. Yeah. Uh, it was really difficult for me. You know, I'm like, I want to game, but I cannot do as well as before. Yeah, because you're so, just not quick enough anymore. Yeah, I I struggle to hit that peak. Yeah. And then I know that after NS. I need to work because my parents are not getting any younger. Yeah. And my brother at that point of time was already married. Yeah, he's he's got his own kids as well. He's got yes. family to worry about. Yes, yeah. correct. So, oh, I had to be matured, you know, with my thinking. So, after NS, you know, I worried. Uh, I had no idea what what to do. So, yeah. I was really lucky because I met someone who actually worked at EA. Uh, EA is uh, Electronic Arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the company that actually uh, made... FIFA, yeah, and yeah, and a lot of other popular games. I'm sure you, uh, the listeners will probably hear of Battlefield Bad, and Battlefield. shit. Yeah, yeah. So EA had an office back then in Singapore. Uh, so I started out as a tester. Ah uh, yes. So before I became a tester, I thought, hey, this is playing games the whole day. You'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. Oh man, how Until quickly I that took turns. Job. Boy, was I wrong, man. Yeah, dude, it becomes <laughs> a fucking chore, dude. Yeah. You hate the game yeah. after. <laughs> So I remember testing for Need for Speed for a good three four months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember which Need Need for Speed version or uh, it was. So imagine going into the office every day, office hour Monday to Friday, nine a.m. to six p.m. Yeah. Playing Need for Speed over and over and over again. Yeah. For a good three four months. Yeah. We got so sick of the game, you know, that we were so tired that when we go back home, we didn't want to touch any games. Yes, yes, yes. That's <laughs> what it does. That's what yeah. a job does. And. <laughs> The fact that Because Need for Speed Is a racing game mm-hmm. To the point where We actually dream Of racing cars When we sleep Yeah And Like sometimes You know how we used To hang out at Arrow Street Back then Yeah You know when Sport cars were to pass by With their loud engine You know I can roughly know Hey this is a Maserati I've, I'm familiar yes. With that engine right? Yes the sound Yes Well I'm like Oh man I'm actually Doing so much Testing job That I'm, I'm getting scared Yeah you- I mean uh, it was it was a good a good experience. So I actually know how games are being developed. Yes, you know, um, f- I actually had a little bit of knowledge on how games are being created because I actually studied uh, a little bit of games creation back in poly. Yeah, uh, I also forgot to highlight that you know I actually had to withdraw from school. Yeah, in your second year or something, of right? Of professional gaming. Yeah, so it was a tough choice. Um, yeah, so for, for to to give context here, right? You. You quit school before quitting school was a common thing. Yeah, I guess at that point of time, you know, education was. Really it really went. Ag- yeah, yeah, it went against the grain. Yeah. Like yeah. all of us were like, "What the fuck, crazy, yeah, crazy." Yeah. But yeah. then like, it was the right choice, like because you got to catch, you got to strike when the fire is hot. Yes, because at that point of time, professional gaming in Singapore, the opportunities was is very very rare. Correct. Yeah. To be a professional gamer, so um, it was a tough decision for me. Um, so the school which I was in, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to name it. Um, did 
did give me uh, an ultimatum saying that if I were to, I were to sign a professional contract, mm-hmm. I will have to leave. leave uh. I will have to leave. So I had, I thought about it for a good two weeks. Uh, the best part, I didn't even consult my parents. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like thinking, okay, I decided just sign. You know, then uh, I just told my dad, oh, yeah, I signed this this contract. And he was like, what? No, but I think at that point of time, he was more accepting. Yeah, because he's, he could see you being like, you already had success. Yes. If you were just a nobody and you didn't yeah. win competitions, right? Yeah. Like, it would be so hard to accept. And I guess he knew that the amount I was getting yeah. from, from the contract. So, like, I had to help him in a way as well. Correct, correct. So, Yes, it was a blessing, I guess. Um, it's a bigger conversation, la, yeah, right? Like, yep. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, back to the being yeah. a game tester. So, any one of you who's got husbands or boyfriends who, are, who you know, you're frustrated with, you know, playing games the whole day, if you want them to quit gaming easy, just ask them, them a to job, become uh. a game tester. I will guarantee you when they go back home, they will entertain you for the whole night. <laughs> they need the human connection. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> they won't bother about games. Yeah. Uh, this is facts. Uh. So like how last time when I was in EA, you know, we always, at night, we were always Lepa, mm-hmm. always me at Arab Street. You yeah. know, back then there was Shisha and, and all that. So I always wanted to get out from, from the house because uh, I couldn't stand playing games anymore at, at home. So after being a game tester, I actually found myself... Uh, Doing other things inside EA So yeah. I was in their HR team for quite a while So in total I was in EA for a good one, Almost two years mm-hmm. They moved you around lah, right? Yeah. So I guess the thing about me Because of gaming you know, I, Because of the friendship I make I tend to socialize more mm. Get to know the people Like Even for gaming events back then When I attended competitions I tried to get to know all the gaming uh, crews yes. The organizers Yeah uh, so it's the same when I was in EA, I get to know people from other departments. Yes, so that was where I met uh, the marketing person from EA back then. Yeah. Uh, her name is Elisha. So Elisha actually left EA, you know, and she started her own company mm. uh, doing gaming events. Okay. And she knew about my story being a professional gamer. And yeah. She asked me to help her out like, to do gaming events um, because... She knows that I have the experience yeah. because I traveled to so many international events. Yeah. Uh, so that was how I started doing events. Wait, she, what was the company she started? Uh, Elephant. Elephant. E-L-I-P-H-A-N-T. Okay. Yep. So that, that's a gaming uh, organizer. They, they didn't start out doing much gaming events. I think they started doing like gaming exhibitions back then. They mm. weren't really into esports. Yeah. They started doing out, you know, like game exhibitions. Oh, like E3, that kind of thing, right? Yes. yes okay, yes, got it, got yeah. it, got it, got it. And then, you know, slowly, they, she started realizing that esports is growing. Mm. And then she started slowly going to esports. So yeah. that was where she actually created, uh, I think some of you may know or heard of uh, GameStart. Oh, GameStart Asia. yes, 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 yeah. yes. So she found GameStart Asia and, you know, she asked me. It was quite big, man. Yeah, it was quite huge. I think it lasted for three or four years. Uh, so from there, you know, she asked me to run FIFA events And she also played a vital role in my gaming career Because she introduced me to a lot of people in the gaming industry Different organizers, mm. different people from uh, different companies For example, uh, people handling Armageddon stuff mm. People handling Razer stuff So in mm. she introduced me, when you do events, you meet this Everybody lah Yeah so 
she helped me with the world of networking. Mm. And along the way, so uh, I, was, I still kept in touch with Prasad. So Prasad eventually worked for a huge gaming brand. Mm. Uh, and he also you know, started uh, helping me to network around, get mm. to know this person and, and that person. So I started doing lots of gaming events. Uh, and then after a few years, I realized that Hey, I got the knowledge of being a professional gamer. Mm-hmm. I got a knowledge of how games are being made. Yeah. I also got the knowledge of how events are being run. Yeah. So the next thing which I wanted to do is actually to form my own gaming team. Yeah. Uh, how this came about uh, was <laughs> because of another uh, breakup. Which of course. I but of course. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Why I, else would I, you, I think, I think, uh, you know, start a career? I think you know, like, <laughs> uh, you know, all my relationship failures. No, like I would say failures are lessons, uh, uh, lessons. Lessons, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this I'm not, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not the one in the wrong here. Uh, just that it's just a screwed up feeling, lah. I always yeah. have to go through this shit, lah. You know, but uh, in twenty seventeen, uh, it was really hard for me because at this particular time, uh. I was in a way engaged. Mm. Uh, so after the whole uh, relationship thing happened, you know, um, I actually had depression. Mm. Yeah. Um, it was really hard for me, you know. Uh, but I was lucky because at that point of time, uh, the one who knew about it are my close friends and also my boss. Um, at that point of time, I was also working in the hospitality industry. Yeah. Uh, that was my full-time job. Uh, so my boss was quite understanding, you know. Uh, I remember I just came back from Europe. Yeah. Then the breakup happened. And I was supposed to go back to work, but it was really difficult for me. Yeah, you, for can't, me. you yeah. can't even physically get yeah. up, right? Like, it's yeah. a different... So it was tough for me, you know. Like, all I wanted to do is just... As much as I want to cook myself up in the room the entire day, but... I also know that I need to go out for fresh air. Yeah. So I tend, you know, to go out every single day. And I was really lucky because... Uh, I mean, you uh, went to a therapist, right? Like, for a while. Yeah. And like... So, I, I, like I said, I was really lucky because of the people around me, like mm. my close friends, you know. Uh, you have friends, you know, who can actually meet you at 1am, 2am, just to hang yeah. out with you, actually, spend just, time just with you. Very, you had a very strong uh, support circle. Yeah, yeah. so I, w- I was really blessed with this, like, I guess. Okay, just uh, for context, right? When I say strong support circle, how strong is this, right? He, Firhan came with a friend <laughs> to do the podcast and he's sitting right behind me. Eh? That's how strong his support circle is. <laughs> we have Hanif here sitting beh- behind me. Just chilling, drinking, uh, buy sarbat tea. <laughs> 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 okay, yeah, carry on, sorry. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think uh, I had to went through all that, you know, but uh, I got tired of it like after one, two months, you know, like yeah. I was very lucky so because I did gaming. Yeah. So when it comes to mental strength, I know I can control my mental strength. Hmm. Uh, you know your like yes. your limits somewhat, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Because I know that I have a very strong mental strength. Because mm. I've been through uh, I've been under pressure in competitions. Yeah. So I know how to react, how to think positively. Correct. Uh I know some of my colleagues listening to this, they may be laughing. 
Siapa ah, elah cawan ya. ni? Bubur-bubur lah saya. It's true, it's true. I think some of my friends here see me game back then. You know, like I'm a different person when it comes to gaming. Correct. You really uh, unlock the beast in yes, you. Yes, I really let out my reaction, my emotions out. You know, they was see me scream like mad. Yeah. And they will also go crazy with me. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like with me. It's a very okay. Like it's a very different experience to see a gaming event. Yeah. Live. Yeah. And when you're close to the action, ah. Uh, yeah. Like you would never think somebody could get so involved with just a game, yeah. you know. Like, but it's insane. Uh. it's really yeah. it, it feels just as crazy as a football yeah. game. Like it really does. Yep. Yeah. So I guess uh, my success also, uh, uh, I would credit to my friends as well because when I let my emotions out, they let their emotions out as well by cheering. You know, oh, they feed you feed on it. Uh, yeah, right. and my opponents will get nervous. They yeah. will get scared. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them actually request to change seats. You know, imagine like people like Ishak shouting, "Oh, bye, ah, bye, buta!" I, I actually like remember this. Our friends, you know, yeah, yeah, we were screaming and shouting so loud. Everybody were like looking at us, and we were like one big group together. So yeah, like everybody was. They don't like to face me back then. Yeah, because I will bring like one, posse, yeah, yeah. one whole army down. Yeah. <laughs> and they were they felt very intimidated, but yeah. You know, uh, this is also something I learned from my other mentor, Ruben, who also managed Team Titans. You know, like, do anything you can to win yeah. as long as you don't break the rules. It's a competition. It's a competition. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I guess I was very lucky. So because my friends were very supportive of what I'm doing, uh, they were happy that I did well. So I say I I credit my success to them as well. So I think mean, back to 2017. You know, where it's the same thing when I had the depression phase. So just one day I just myself you no know, I'm tired of feeling sad yeah so I just want to be happy you, you know. pulled yourself out yeah I, I, I tried to uh, I won't say I completely snap out of it mm. uh, you know but I tried to think positive I tried to keep my mind occupied so that was when I that point in time I already know a couple of upcoming FIFA players back in the mm. scene you're fucking addicted uh, to FIFA uh, yeah like so, what, okay, what do your therapist say about all this like, nothing no <laughs> So you talk to your therapist about FIFA They just like oh, I guess also it's hard to understand Yeah right? like, Yeah because gaming Most of them don't know much about gaming Yeah Yeah but I guess to them They were okay because At it, least I'm doing something Yeah, yeah. You, you feel the required Like to yeah. them like you're, you're actually doing something Yeah So like whatever advice they give you You're actually doing it But through FIFA la. Yeah And I guess Also because I been in the FIFA community for so long that I I also started doing FIFA events. Mm. Then there was one where I actually grew the FIFA community by organizing a competition for players who don't have competition experience. Mm. So like so, com- like complete yeah, new it's guys. Yeah, whole uh, new blood coming out, and yeah. it was a success because I think there were two hundred plus players. Wow! And I've not seen a single one of them, and I mean for those there were. Some familiar faces. Some familiar faces who won a few competitions who tried to join, but of course I had to bet through the names. Yeah. And I, and I, I recognized that, so I said no, you're not joining. Yeah. So it was because of this community event at Game Start. Yeah. So I actually grew the community, and that was how I, I got to know so many people who yeah. play FIFA. So, in 2017, I I know this group of boys who were actually talented in. FIFA. Yeah. I told myself I have all the knowledge, you know, uh, which I mentioned earlier. So I'm like, why not I just try to form my own team? Yeah. And because I feel that we are lacking, uh, the we are lacking top 
Singapore FIFA players re- representing the yeah. country at the international or even regional level within within the the yep. world of FIFA lah. Yep. Okay. So I feel like I want to do something. Mm-hmm. So I remember how I was trained back then by people like Pasad, people like Ruben, and yeah. I, I, you met Ruben. Uh, you know he's yeah. really he's hardcore. Loud, uh. He's yeah. very loud. He will scream and shout at you. So I adopt a similar approach, you know, and this was how I I actually formed my own team. Yeah. Um. This was how I actually trained uh, this group of boys. Yeah. yeah. So we dominated the Singapore scene, you know. But to me, uh, my roots were always based in Malaysia because mm. I started FIFA and I trained with Malaysians and I have tons of respect for them because mm. they are really really good. Yeah. So my next goal was, you know, why we conquer Singapore? Let's conquer Malaysia. Yeah. So we started looking at competitions in Johor, in KL. So yeah. we would just take a bus down to and fro. Damn, the some mighty duck shit right yeah. here, man. So we just <laughs> go there, and the thing when having a gaming team, your gaming team need to stand out. And how you stand out is basically you walk together in groups. Mm. People will notice you. This and is some. This is this is like marketing. Yeah, like yeah. marketing. Your yep. team. <laughs> and how people will notice you is through. The colors you're wearing. Mm. So back then, our team, our jacket was very bright red. Yeah, yeah. OOE, yeah. right? Yep, it was called OOE. So you can imagine, like, you enter a shopping mall, like a group of five, six guys walking into a shopping mall, all in red hoodies. You, know, you will generally get stares all over. Yeah, yeah. And I think Malaysians generally know that this group of guys are Singaporeans, lah. They just they know can when smell it of us. Yeah, they can smell it. Yeah. So we started going for their events we started winning their events and we mm. started creating that rivalry you know mm. the Malaysian Singapore rivalry where yes no doubt we are friends but in the playing field they actually hated us yeah yeah. so we had that rival you know where the home ground advantage mm. where the Malaysian supporters were actually cheer for them mm. um, it was good for my players because it was exposure, exposure it's straight up yeah. exposure like, to like for me, pressure I, I've been through all, all this so I want them to experience all this Then when they come to the Malaysians came to Singapore, we will do this. Yeah, the same the thing, lah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this Singapore Malaysia rivalry will forever last for every single sport, I believe. Hundred mm. <laughs> percent agree. Not only real soccer, no any any sports, fucking yeah. thing, dude. Any sports, yeah. We cannot we argue about nasi lemak and shit and nasi yeah. ayams like origins and all that. Yeah. So it's every single thing. So um, this team actually you know helped me. I mean the guys knew I was suffering. Mm. Uh, from my relationship, you know, they actually helped me out as well. As yeah. much as I helped them, they also helped me out. You know? Yeah. Uh, so it was a two-way thing, lah. So I think after about a year, uh, I was okay. I got so much better. Yeah. Uh, the team started doing well. Mm. I felt so much happier. You know, like I can do my own things. Yeah. I wasn't cooped up, and you know, I was very lucky. Also, you know, to have a good boss who knows that I'm doing this, mm. you know, uh, who understands that I need to go to Malaysia mm. on most weekends. Correct. You, you, you know. had while you were doing this, you had a full time job. Um, yeah, of course it was tiring. So imagine sometimes you reach Singapore early Monday morning and you go to work, and then you have to AM. go to work. Um, I guess. Uh, why? I so I think my biggest question here, I guess, is why. Probably because I, it's because of the trust my boss gave me. Mm. You know, like he lets you do this kind of stuff. Mm. You know, but in return, show up for work at least, uh, No matter how tired you are. Yeah. You know how some people when they're tired, they will just take MC. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no matter how tired I am, you know the fact that I I credit my boss for helping me. Yeah. So, 
I told myself, just go to work, just sit down there. At least you can rest in the office. Yeah, lunchtime nap yeah, a bit. Yeah, kind of thing, yeah, just nap. It just lasts for that whole day. Cause it's not nice to just come back and just take MC. Yeah. See? I mean, if let's say there are certain times where I'm really, really tired. Yeah. Sometimes because of the jam on on the causeway, uh, then I will have no choice but to take leave lah. Yeah. Uh, but I think people. Know that I keep my leave for what lah? <laughs> yeah, we will get to this. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Later on lah. Yeah. So when this gaming thing started, uh, this gaming team formed. Mm-hmm. We actually did well. Then another gaming team, uh, which was called Impunity, they actually took us in. Okay. Uh, for a year. So we were under them for a year. Uh, we did well again. Uh, but unfortunately, things didn't work out. You know, we want. You know, the the aim for. To form a gaming team is to be successful, to have good sponsors, correct, and make sure you know we have funds to fly the place out, like what I've experienced back then. Yeah, um, but it's really, really hard now, uh, because of certain issues happening in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, there are issues in the esports industry in in Singapore. So that was with impunity. We lasted for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, you know, I took my a step back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I met this other partner of mine. Uh, mm-hmm. His name is Yas. Uh, so Yas was actually uh, he works at an uh, advertising agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he wanted to do something with FIFA. Yeah. Um, so when I formed OE back then, he was involved in the marketing side, helped me out here mm. and there. Uh, but after Impunity, he wanted to run his own team. Yeah. So I became more. I took a step back. I became more of an advisor. Yeah. Um, so I uh, let him run Emeritus uh, Emeritus yeah. position <laughs> I run the show Whilst And let them manage Some of the boys Of course we had to Let some boys go Because of Performance issue Discipline yeah. issue I mean It is it's part and parcel Yeah uh, The discipline of being In a team uh, Right Yep, yeah. yep. Uh, So he managed To run everything Until today uh, So I'm more Of an advisor mm. So What I do now Is I take a step back I don't really manage the boys Of course there are One or two boys uh, Of mine Who I still Help them. Mm. Well, for me is, if they want help, they know where to look for me. Mm. And if they want help, I will help them. Yeah, you're trying to become. Yeah. Not say trying to become, but you're mimicking the, like Prasad. You're mimicking yes. Ruben. You're mimicking yep. Nigel. Yep. When you were starting up as yep. well, uh, Because, yeah. uh, of course, the players need to listen. Uh. I yeah. know there are some players I can, tell them a lot of things, but they don't listen. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the players who will never go far. Yeah, 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 yeah. The players who listen will tend to go far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, they did not get to see the life I experience. Mm. Um, so sometimes they don't really understand why I'm trying to do certain things. Of course, yeah, yeah. Whereas you guys, you guys see it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. but I feel like that's the thing in general when trying to impart knowledge mm. or like experience, right, yep. to anybody younger. Yeah. A for one thing, time has changed already. Yeah. Uh, the industry has changed so much already. So they're always going to be like, what advice you're giving me is not even like relevant now. Yeah, you know. So that that's you a hurdle you have to go through as a mentor to yep. make it relevant. Yeah, you know, to like update it to twenty twenty one and shit. Yep. And it's going to be hard, la. Like I mean, you remember yourself when you were young. You also were very hot. I'm not say hot hot headed. You were very hard headed. Yeah. You did what you think was best. Yeah. And I mean, you can't expect that from uh, like teenagers, uh, or like yeah. young adults. They're going to think. They know better, so yeah. it's like you just have to be really available when thing exactly. doesn't go south, doesn't go the way they planned. Yeah. yeah. So I try my best to be there whenever people need help. Yeah. So I'm taking a step back now. Um, 
So like I said, over the years, all the networking helped me. Remember mm. earlier I mentioned about, you know, uh, talking to some event crews back yeah. then. So right now I'm also helping uh, EA to do some of their international events. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, now, now it's COVID, so there's not much event. So I think before COVID, uh, this guy whom I met back in US, he actually was one of the production crew. He formed his own event company mm. uh, back in the States. So he... You know, we add each other on Facebook, we still keep in touch and you know, one day he said, hey, uh, look, we are doing a FIFA event in Singapore. Mm. Uh, do you want to come and work mm. and help us out? And I said, uh, mm. why not? So it was a good experience for me. Was It's really good money. For this, I can say, they pay well. <laughs> <laughs> events, we, uh, events pay well. I think we were getting paid on average about 400 to 500 USD per day. Damn. Yeah. So it was really good money. Uh, for context right It's 400 for just like Fucking crew Yeah Right You're but, not even uh, like Like a big shot like, yeah. That's how much the crew gets yeah. paid So you can only yeah. imagine How much like yeah. The people higher up Were getting exactly. paid Exactly Damn So that was the event in Singapore uh, That was back in March And then uh, Before the event ended He would ask me uh, What are you doing Next month mm. Which is in, in April April, uh. April 2019 I said I've got nothing on I said why Oh we have an event we have a FIFA event going on in Manchester. Mm. Would you like to come and work? And I'm like, uh, what's the deal here? Do I have to pay for my air tickets and all yeah. that? So, you know, everything is covered. Damn. Food, accommodation, everything is covered. And you're still getting paid. On top, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I'm like, okay, I told him I will, I will get back to him. I need to check my leave. So I'm like, yeah. okay, go back to work. I'm taking one week leave. I'm flying to Manchester. <laughs> Fucking to do hell, this dude. event Yeah uh, So yeah um, I'm doing I'm helping them with This in international event stuff So What? Like It's just a production It's just an events company right? Yeah But They are the agency Which help EA run Their tournaments uh, Which live stream on Twitch and, and all that Yeah It's called the FIFA Global Series So, so it's a huge event What do you even do? Uh, we help <laughs> We help We help to do the setup the consoles. Oh, because because you know how to set up for the gamers, lah. Yes, is it? Yes. I so we see. have to set up. So we are also the referees. Understood. Yeah, in case there's any disconnection issue. So it was an eye-opening experience for me because it's an international event. Yeah. Because Singapore events, you normally need to set up maybe eight consoles. Yeah. Chicken. Ah. Yeah. Nothing. No issue there. Yeah. I got a shock in my life when I went to Manchester. Mm. We had to set up hundred plus consoles. Mm. 100 plus Xbox 100 plus PS4 <laughs> It was no joke It was difficult hey, uh, uh, Then how How you like Are, are they cross competitive So I'm, I'm, I'm a PS4 player right Yeah okay. I know So we have the PS4 competition And the Xbox competition It's like that la. Yeah Lame la, like that yeah. They're not real champion eh. I mean That is what the format is I <laughs> I, I can't argue la, But for me You know I'm just doing that To run To help you yeah. run, run the event But It's an opening experience Because Never have I ever handled so many consoles in my life? Yeah. Setting up so many consoles uh, and monitors. Yeah. You, you plug in the consoles to the monitors. Then installing the games, making sure everything is okay. Doing stress tests. So imagine turning on yeah. all the consoles, connecting to each other yeah. on the internet to make sure that they don't get disconnected. What was the lead time here from when you landed and then the event day? So the, the event, okay. So we touched down on Sunday uh-huh. night. Or Monday morning latest. Mm. So that Monday is a rest day. Mm-hmm. Tuesday will Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Tuesday, Wednesday will be set up. Two days set up time. Yeah. Uh 
Thursday that's why the players will come in for free practice. Yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, event day, and Saturday and the Sunday event day after that we will have to pack up everything. So you only have two days, forty eight hour, forty eight hours. Not say two days, uh, you got forty eight hours yes, to set up everything. Fuck. It is not easy. So we will set up the entire. How, how big is the crew? Uh we have got close to maybe twelve to fifteen. It has too little people, and man. The funny part is, all these crews are all ex FIFA players, <laughs> whom I've met over the yeah, years. Who yeah. used to play, who represent the country from Portugal, from yeah. Ukraine. So it was really nice, you know, to meet them after so many. This years. This is the second phase of your yeah. career, yeah. La, yeah. right? Of your gaming career, yes. yeah. So it was nice, you know, to actually meet them. So of course, you know, the difficult part about doing these events, international events, is well, the hardest part. Imagine chess, you know, like gaming chess. Yeah, can you imagine us setting up two hundred over chairs? Like from flat pack. Yes. To what the fuck? Yes. Where where do all this stuff go after that? Um, we will wrap it up, put back into container and ship to the next venue. Oh. Yeah, because it's a uh, yeah they have different different venues. So so, so yeah. what chairs? What secret lab? Uh, the chair. I can't remember which gaming brand it was, but but it, it looks exactly the same, right? Yeah, but yeah. Basically, this is my advice, guys. If you were to buy any gaming chairs. And if you're the if you're gonna assemble it alone, my advice is just pay. F- if you're buying secret lab, just pay for that thirty dollars to assemble it to get someone to fix it for you. Trust me, it's no joke <laughs> for one person to assemble by yourself. It's very very tiring. Okay. okay. And we had to assemble two hundred plus chairs. Yeah. And I guess for us it was easier because we had three people to work on one chair. Yes, yes, yes. yes. At one point yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So we like you know one hole and one screw. So it was quite fast, but it was tiring because the chairs are heavy. Yeah, basically. of course, of yeah. course. So uh, we had to do that in like six hours. Yeah, damn. So non-stop, and also international events, they bring EA, EA in particular. They actually bring in chefs to cook at a venue. Wow. Yeah, and it's really top quality food. You know, we had steaks. This is how much money is being put in, lah. Yeah. Into the fucking sport. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So they take care of the players. They take care of the staff, mm. and they don't book, you know, cheaper hotels. They actually book for us merit hotels, five star hotels where we can really rest yeah. with proper breakfast. Fuck. Yeah. So they really take care of the staff, you know, and lunch is provided, dinner. Uh, the guy who runs the event company will actually pay for us. Mm. You know, but you know any other thing, you know like R and R. If you need to go to the bar or casino, that's on you lah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that's all your your own expenses. Yeah, 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 yeah. But normally we will tend to do R and R after the whole event is over lah, or maybe after if we finish early on that night, we can just go out. Yeah, just, yeah. So normally for me, I will tend to spend time in the casino, <laughs> especially <laughs> if I'm in the UK. Yeah, so. That is basically my story now and then. I think recently some of you may know that, uh, I'm actually teaching a group of young kids. Yes, or, I was or, I was about to lead into or, that as well. Or helping kids, you know, with gaming. You know, um, people must be wondering, uh, how do we help these young kids? You know, it's not actually games like, Tucker of Counter Strike or Valorant, which is the more popular game now. Dota even. Mm. No, uh, these kids, you know, uh. Basically, their age is around nine to fourteen, so we try to uh, teach them communication skills, teamwork. Mm. So the games that we choose are very very important. Yeah. So communication skills, uh, we actually selected games like uh, Among Us. Yeah. Which is just a perfect yeah. like example yeah. of a and interact. No doubt, when it comes to lion kids, they quite kecoh lah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know? 
9 to 14 so yep then we actually have this I noticed that the kids these days they like survival games okay. games like raft okay uh, where I think you're stuck on an island you have to build your own ship or raft okay to yeah. get out uh, yeah, yeah and, and, and to survive there less less about like combat and violence yes, per se yes, right yes. but more they really enjoy games like this like when, Minecraft uh, like, like yeah and Minecraft of... Minecraft is super what, super what, pop- what, popular what is it do you think um I, it's a very tough question to answer but I don't know maybe it's more an exposure mm. uh, because I think back then we didn't have this kind of survival games no for sure <coughs> yeah uh, I guess the developers were smart lah, you know to tap, tap into, into these that. young yeah. kids you know back then when we were kids what we had was Game Boy yeah Pokemon yes. like, that was the like affordable version yep. of stuff right yep. so I guess now it's all different different games like I said yeah the evolution of technology is making the in the gaming industry grow a lot. Yeah. Yep. It's the only like what re- recession proof industry. Yes, yes. So yeah, I'm actually uh helping a friend, you know, to guide these kids along, uh to teach them all these teamwork skills, communication. So like Minecraft will have our own internal competition, like four of them will team up. Mm. You guys need to build a huge land and mm. a, a huge house or whatever you need to build and then you share with us the facilitators why did you actually build it what is this all about that's so interesting yeah. so it's almost like you're trying to tap into the soft like you're trying to get them to learn soft skills yes as at a very young age and it's yep. through the media of games lah, right yep. that's very true it's, and the kids love it yeah. You know, because uh, like we did this for summer camp and then you know like there are other summer camp activities like basketball. Mm. This is yeah, this really speaks to an audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, uh, this is for uh we are doing this at an inter at an international school. Mm. So we have basketball and then I was quite shocked because we have this summer camp course which is called intensive English. <laughs> and How I, to argue online. Uh? And <laughs> I I actually Sympathize with the kids there Because the kids In intensive English class Will always come out During their break And then see these kids Playing our yeah. Sports class Playing games And like Oh they envy us so much So what So as a parent They can sign them up For yes, only one yes. Only uh, one camp uh, Depending uh, I guess Some kids actually Come back The camp lasts From Monday to Friday For mm. the esports course um, Some parents Kiasu Throw them again To come back Another day But we are teaching The the, same the things same thing, uh. yeah. Then the other thing Which we also try To let them experience uh, For the older age group We let them experience VR Yeah yeah I saw I saw your yeah. your stories On yep. that yeah Because uh, most of them Have not experienced VR yet Yeah uh, So it was really nice You know they all had fun uh, The younger kids We will tend to Expose them more To Nintendo Switch Yes Or yes. mobile like, games mm. Yeah so we try not to touch more on PC gaming. I guess that is the older age group. Lah, because yeah. we want to develop their communication skills first. Correct, and, correct. And, and teamwork. And the school is very, very supportive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they actually invested a lot of money to buy equipment. They bought PS5s. Damn. Uh, they actually bought gaming laptops, mouse mm. pads, equipment, peripherals, everything. Just, just to hold yeah. this camp. Yeah, yeah and... You know, uh, it may be a long-term thing now in future because it, it does sound like it. It does sound like yeah, it. Yeah, because I think the kids enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, you know when kids enjoy, they will tend to tell their parents. Correct. And you know how this school will will send survey to their parents. Yes, like how's yeah. the. You know what? Like you're essentially replacing like my bola. 
Yes. Like the social aspect of it, right? Yes. You're you're replacing that with another activity which is more resonant with like kids these days. Uh. Yep. Yep. That's brilliant. That's a lot of foresight. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> It's so, a lot of foresight, yeah. Uh, of course, there were other things which, for me, something new, like I said, like I've experienced everything uh, when it comes to gaming. Mm. Uh, but this new aspect, uh, something new which I'm learning is how to manage kids. Yeah. Because we are in a school. Uh, as much as we are teaching them all this gaming stuff to guide them, we also have to look out for the kids. Correct. We also need to take note, you know, whether they're getting physical abuse at home, mm. whether they are suffering for any stress. Yeah, so these are certain things which I'm learning and we yeah. need to look out for. And it's very, very interesting. Uh, like, because they are international students, so every single one of them has got different personalities. For sure. Uh, it's, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, we hope to do this again at the end of the year. Uh, it's actually quite an eye-opener though. I feel like you could take this model and then like do it for neighborhood schools also. Uh, you, it's possible But the class sizes Are just too big uh, Yeah But I guess maybe It's because of the school fees As well You know like What about that right Like if it's his own thing Like you mentioned right So uh, Hypothetical situation Yep Play Nation mm. They just ran a summer camp Yep It'd be so successful True Right If yeah. you just come in From the angle yeah. Whereby you're not Catering to adults And all that I But guess, it's like a learning thing I guess the problem is They don't have any They don't have the first Facilitator Or people To, to be able to Oh that's yeah, true Yeah Because You need to know There are only Quite a handful of people In mm. the esports industry In Singapore Who knows Who are able to handle this And mm. teach You know Because they experience it themselves Correct Correct Yeah And like I said The younger generation These days uh, To get them to teach This yeah. new blood I think They are not there yet Correct And the older generation Like people my age group You know Most of them have actually uh, stop gaming totally They are no longer yeah, in for the sure. industry they, are, yeah. they all have their own family They have their own lives you know? But they still read you know, about gaming stuff of course. But they don't want to get involved in it Yeah. Uh, soon it will probably be my turn mm. uh, Give it a few more years I guess uh, I will have probably stopped you know, But this education thing is Quite interesting for me Something It's I a new challenge answer, yeah. I feel it's also this thing right Like Your whole career Has been driven by challenge Yep Taking on new things When yeah. you, you really didn't have to You had a full-time job You still want to make a team Yep uh, You quit school okay, Going to school Have been the easy mm. option uh, Yep Right And then like like Continuing That you got dropped From the team You could have just Gone back to school Or yeah. got a job But you still fucking Carry on yeah. Join another team Like it's it's a lot Because I mean for one thing You can't google How to have a career yep. Back then Yep like I think now it's completely different, but yeah, yeah why? Why are you? Why I, are you always looking for this? Like I guess it's also you know, like I said, I credit my mentors for instilling this kind of behavior in me, mm. or like they taught me a lot. You know, always wanting to learn more, and also the things that you've been through in life. Yeah. Uh, you know, like we've been through the broke life, we've been through hardships before. Mm. You know, uh, when we were teenagers, you know, we suffered. Broken hearts Multiple broken hearts mm. We learn from things We learn from Our friends mm. The things they go through mm-hmm. uh, For me at least I know I learn a lot from them mm. uh, And also I think uh, Razif Our friend You know uh, A reminder Can tune in to his Episode uh, 1 episode, episode BKC one. episode 1 uh, When I met him uh, Just before Hari Raya uh, We did catch up you know, He also yeah. did mention that You know 
I'm the sort of person, you know, at such a young age, mm. who, you know, I already know what I want to do. Yeah. And if I want to do something, I will really do it. Yes. I will go all out. Correct. To do it. Yeah. So I guess it's how I was brought up mm. uh, by my mentors, and also I was also lucky because my parents never really controlled me. Yeah. 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 And yeah, yeah, I was yeah. also very lucky because my close friends supported me with whatever I want to do, mm. and my f- my relatives, my cousins, yeah. were also very supportive of what I'm doing. So that actually spurred me on. Wanting yeah. To do nobody more. was saying like, yep. "Don't do this." Yeah. Like nobody, everyone was like, "Okay, let's give yeah. him a shot. Like, let him yep. try. Let him try. Let him try." Yeah. And the thing is, for me, I think uh, some people actually know that I very. I'm very particular when people challenge me to do things yeah. because I will do it. <laughs> yeah, like, so yeah. it's easy to get you into shitty situations, <laughs> yeah. right? So, so you if say, you ask me to do it, you're easily manipulated, <laughs> lah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, at this age, of course, if you ask me to do stupid things, I would think twice, mm-hmm. Yeah, but if something I feel that I can do it, I will go all out and I will try my best to to do it, lah. So, it's this kind of attitude which I want to instill in the gamers, is this, but it's actually very very hard. It is. It's not. It's not an attitude. In fact, it's a frame of mind. Yeah, and it's almost a lifestyle. Yep. Right. Like it's. It's. I don't think I'll ever be able to replicate the ethic that you had or the mental strength that you had mm-hmm. to go through these things. Mm-hmm. I think it's. It's gonna ask a lot of people to do that also, especially people mm-hmm. who are much younger. Yep. Because there is no carrot for them mm-hmm. at the end of the stick. There's just the stick. Yeah. Right, like there's no WCG now where yeah. you can fly around all yep. this kind of stuff, and I think also the games themselves, like it's it's easier to have a career on Twitch, yeah, than to be like yeah. a, like a yeah. esports gamer. You I know? was I was telling Shad earlier, uh, before the whole podcast started, that if back then when we had Twitch or YouTube, yeah, oh, we we would have been global superstars by now. When we exactly be, we won't be in Singapore even, exactly. But, so. Like I said, evolution, uh, technology is evolving, mm-hmm. and I feel that gamers now, uh, are very lucky, hmm. because the blueprint is really set. Yeah, you know they have all these things in place for them Correct. to grow bigger. Is whether they want to or not. Exactly. I guess they don't realize how lucky they are. You know, back then, I mean, you. I mean, our parents would say the same thing yeah. about us. So we yeah. do, we don't know how lucky we are. <laughs> I mean, as a gamer, you played competitively Battlefield. In case you guys didn't watch, played Battlefield competitively for a while. Yeah, we were second place in the country <laughs> yeah. for like a good I don't know four months. <laughs> It was called TKDN. Yeah, take down, yeah. take down. It was a pretty fun time playing so competitively. Even yeah. back then, you know, when we want to view replays of other teams playing, impossible. it was really hard. Yeah. Close to impossible, in fact. Like, now, yeah. you can find replays everywhere. Yes, yeah. yes. So, that's why I think a lot of gamers take things for granted these days. Mm. Yeah, uh, I can't really blame them. So, maybe that's why they tend to get lazy. They know everything is out there. Yeah, yeah they grew up with these things available yeah. already. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So I feel that is uh, the issue right now with, with, with esports. esports yeah. The esports industry in Singapore, is yeah. that what you're referring to? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, what other popular okay, what other popular games are available as, as esports right now, if that makes sense? Uh, I guess okay, in, in Singapore? Yeah, in Singapore, in Singapore. Uh, in Singapore I think right now the popular games are mainly mobile games. Ah uh, like Mobile Legend. Yeah, it's um, a competitive spot for that. Yes, yes. Damn, uh, it's really huge in Indonesia and Malaysia and Singapore. Mm. Uh, 
Unfortunately, I'm never a fan of mobile gaming because mm-hmm. uh, I don't see it as a esports kind of thing. Okay, this is like, you gatekeeping, by the way. <laughs> maybe because we are old school gamers, you know, like oh, gaming it has to be on PC, you know, okay, or MOS console. Yeah. Okay, you know? I get you. But I guess, like I said, this is all technology, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think mobile games. Uh, It's a mobile legend. Ah, uh, yeah. the other upcoming one, uh, which is was just recently released by Riot Gaming, uh, Wild Rift. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's basically the LOL, the but on the phone. On on the phone. Damn. Yeah. So mobile phones are very popular, especially in Southeast Asia regions. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's accessible, right? Now anybody can play. Yep. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. FIFA is big. Uh, in Malaysia, Indonesia, mm. Singapore is still okay. Um, but unfortunately, because of COVID, you know, um, there are not many events now, so Correct. we don't know what the community is like right yeah. right now. Um, other popular games like the old games which were popular back then, Counter Strike, um, all dead already. It's pretty much dead. Uh, maybe Damn. there are a few Singaporean teams. Yeah. Uh, playing uh Valorant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh JJ Lin, uh, for all of you know, who's the Singaporean singer. <laughs> Uh, has an e-sports e- team. Okay. Has a Singaporean team who plays Valorant. What the fuck? Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's called Team SMG. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, JJ Lin is a gamer himself. Um, okay, that makes sense. What about, what about this like Street Fighter? There's a Street Fighter dude, right? Ah, uh, yeah, Sien. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Sien is still playing, you know, but I think he's the only one who's really good mm. in terms of Street Fighter. Because he was like a global. Yes. Ah, uh, he's a world champion. Okay, okay. Yeah, he is a world champion. Okay, let's um, get him on the podcast. Uh. <laughs> one day. <laughs> yeah, and he's the most humble chap I've met who've been through so many hardships. Mm. You know, uh, live with a single parent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's the last one. And, and I think he's going to retire soon. Okay. Uh, because he's been playing for so many years. Yeah. Uh, he's not the world champion now, but he's still among one of the top players in, in, in the world. Yeah. Uh, but the com- community for Street Fighter is still there. Yeah. Uh, but the exposure is not much. So I think the problem in Singapore is more on exposure. Mm. Uh, that is the main issue now. Exposure is into the public or yes. Like? Yes. Ah, okay. Because I mean, you get games like Dota. We know Dota has got the biggest prize pool in the world. Yeah. Uh, they have the World Championships, which I think the prize pool is about forty to fifty million USD. Fuck. Yeah. Um, it's up. It's coming in Romania in October. Mm. I think it's a forty. It's a 40 plus million price That's pool. ridiculous yeah. man Yeah so uh, when I saw the price pool I'm like I played the wrong game <laughs> And the thing about Dota is that It's funded The price pool is from Steam right? Like from it's Valve both. From it's Valve both. Okay. Yeah so it's crowdfunding hmm. So they release in-game uh, stuff yeah. In-game merchandise So if you pay If you buy the merchandise A certain percentage will go to the price pool I see That's yep. so smart Yep Yep. So but that's when you control Steam lah. Yeah. So that is why the price pool is so huge. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said I played the wrong game. <laughs> yeah, I should have played like Dota, man. What the fuck? Uh, uh, Iron Iron Maiden? No, not Crystal Maiden. Crystal Maiden. Yeah. But I guess I I have no no regrets lah. Nando, you you had quite a storied career, man, and yeah. you're only like in yeah. your early thirties. So yeah, I think that's that's basically my whole gaming career. I remember. Uh, people like you and Afik, you know, at point of time, you know, when whenever I meet you guys, you know, feeling sad whenever I go through, a, uh, when I go through a breakup, you know, you guys were like, 
you you can create a movie you know from your life story yeah it's ridiculous uh, like, it's really ridiculous like, I, you know the things i do for people <laughs> yeah it's problematic uh. yeah uh guess you already know shot has helped me with a lot of of stuff back then to do crazy stuff i was, I was truly uh, a good friend i was truly yeah, a good they, friend they were all really good friends <laughs> uh, we've been through shit to together I, I, um, I mean part of this is so makes me feel as though like a lot of you you have a lot of energy yeah right but uh when you don't have anything to put it at you create all these things uh. yeah and i also like to do things which are not common which people don't really normally do not conventional uh, yeah, yeah yeah for for example like so surprising people uh, if you can remember many many years ago uh Where Ubi, you know, we had to light up the fireworks on the ground. <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah, you did that with me. <laughs> we had to light up fireworks. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. At the birthday or something on on the grass patch. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was some. That was romance thing. back in the in the early two thousands, ah. Yeah, yeah. That was romance back in the man. I yeah. guess when you're young, you really like. Yeah. Nothing much goes on in our lives, ah. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I mean, even till this day, I still try to do some things. On my own, you know, like I, I try to be as creative as possible. Yeah. I try to do things which are not being done. Yeah. Uh, so be it surprises or be it gaming stuff. You no, know, I just want to be yeah. different because I want to experience it. At least I know I tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making yeah. a mark, ah. Uh. Yeah. Do you feel as though okay? That being said, uh, to me at least, it feels as though you've made a mark on, on the history of Singapore FIFA mm-hmm. gaming. Like you can't talk about FIFA without talking about you. Mm-hmm. At least, uh, right. So any gamer who's who wants to f- like become a professional esports gamer for FIFA they would reference you mm-hmm. the same way that you talk about like the fucking fatality guy or whoever yes, like yes. if you talk about Street Fighter you can't exclude the conversation from Sien yes, or something like that right. right so I feel like you've been a mark but is that enough for you? Um, I guess I'm contented mm. um, you know as you get older um, you know you learn a lot Uh, luckily for me, you know, I've traveled around the world. Uh, I've experienced certain things. I've met so many people all mm. all over the world, be it gamers, mm. uh, be it friends. Uh, I've learned a lot on cultures. Mm. You know, I've been to Africa. I've met kids in poverty. Mm. You know, so I'm 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 contented with what I've been through, what I've mm. seen, what I've I what I've experienced. Uh, Do I want more? Mm. It's hard to answer that question. Uh, I guess it, uh, we have to see what comes my way. And then mm. I will decide there and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess when it comes to gaming, majority of it, you know, I've really experienced it. I've really done it. Mm. Um, so I'm contented, you know, to be as a, an advisor now. Whoever needs help, mm. you know, I will try my best to help him or her. Yeah, you know, with gaming stuff, need any advice? Uh, I will always be there to help. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, I'm really contented and I'm really thankful for all the things that I've been through. Uh, yeah, I like it. Like I said uh, earlier, you know, like the biggest takeaway I take from all this is basically people think, oh, you travel around the world, you earn so much money. Uh, Uh, if that is the highlight of my life actually it's, it's not the highlight of my life is actually meeting all these people from gaming events and I really treasure the friendship we have because mm. it's like imagine meeting people who have the same interests yeah 
And when you don't meet each other so often, but when you meet up, yeah, you know, for the, you're bonded feels, by yeah, that. It feels like yeah. you guys are so close. Correct, correct. Yeah. Being in the space that you love, lah, right? Yeah, be it esports or be it even arts, I guess, or music. You know, yeah. if you meet another musician in another country, you will yeah. talk about music. You guys can talk for the entire day. Correct, like finding your tribe, ah. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, that's such a lame way to say it, lah. But yes, there's a lot of truth in that, Yeah. La. So this is the biggest takeaway, lah. For my gaming career I guess that's a good way To like Kind of end it also right Like mm-hmm. Once you find The people who you can Connect closely with And it's usually true mm-hmm. Like an activity Or a sport Or whatever the fuck it is right Yep You're going to find people Who are going to carry With you Throughout your Yeah Life uh, yep. Yeah. And yep. it's going to take you To places you never thought It, it would like, right Yeah I would agree This is yep. very true Yeah. Man Fuck Okay so that was Firhan Yep Extreme 3 Uh Pro gamer, yeah. world champion, uh, and yeah, thanks for being on the podcast, man. No problem. I will link your stuff in the show notes, your no socials problem. as well. Any last words, man? Um, I would like to thank Shad for inviting me to be on the podcast to talk more about esports. Um, you know, expose. Uh, you know, share more about esports because I feel that people's knowledge on esports in Singapore it's tiny, dude. Yeah, even yeah. I don't know, and I'm fucking close to you. So I yeah, <laughs> yeah. So esports is definitely growing, you know. Um, but I guess we need to build the foundation. In mm. we need to educate people uh, what esports is about. Uh, uh, we have uh, big organizers in Singapore. You know, we have One Esports, mm. uh, uh, who are uh, also doing one one championship. So they are doing esports event, uh, mm. not only in Singapore but also for the rest of Southeast Asia. We yeah. have Mineski, who's a big Malaysian organizer. They are also doing events in Singapore. Yeah. So I guess when it comes to regional events, uh, there are lots of regional events coming within the next one two years. They yeah. are actually looking to host it in Singapore. Yeah. So for those who don't know much about esports, you know, I would encourage you to see go down to one of these events, experience the atmosphere, yeah. understand what is going on, because. The emotions you see in the gaming arena is not something you will see outside. Yeah. No doubt outside you see people you will see people screaming and shouting uh, for yeah. no reason. But if that's the case, you'll probably call the cops. Uh. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's a whole different experience in the gaming arena. I think you experience it yourself. You know, um but yeah, those are my words, you know, to the listeners. Perfect. Yeah. So try out something new. Look at esports, find it on Twitch, find it on YouTube. Just yep. see see what uh what it's all about, Because uh. it's a billion dollar industry. Yep, it is. And it's only getting bigger and bigger. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, so with that, thanks for listening. Uh tune in for the next one. Okay, bye. Bye.